Galimera, Galispera, Galinichta, no matter where in this wild, wacky and wonderful world you might be. Thank you for making the Highbury squad part of your day. A very special post-game show for you tonight. We'll talk about the Chelsea match, if there's anything to talk about. And maybe we'll chat about a proper game coming this weekend with a very special guest. Let's rock and roll, squaddies. <laughs> Mind the gap between the train and the platform. Please stand clear of the discussion doors. The next stop is Highbury Squad. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where in the world you might be. I do believe I may have put the showtime wrong. Instead of putting 12 p.m., uh, 2 p.m., I may have put 2 a.m. So the squaddies are slowly finding out about the show this evening. <laughs> Welcome to Squad Central. And my podcast brother from another mother, Mr. Super Kev, Super Kevin Campbell. Bosh! <laughs> squaddies! At ease! Let's get into it. We've got a... We've got a lot to cover today at ease. Of course, we have a very special guest this evening who we know is a secret gooner, but also is an icon himself of his former club that we face this weekend. Welcome back to Squad Central, one of our favourites, Mr. Warren Barton. Thank you, everybody. I never made it a secret, you know that. I never made it a secret. <laughs> Wimbledon drew at uh, Anfield and I scored the equaliser and Merson had scored somewhere and it put Arsenal top and I never lied about it. And then about three months later, I was having a picture outside of Highbury. So I tried, Kev. I tried for you. You got it in the end. You got it. You <laughs> I know, mate. You've done, you done as good as you can, mate. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm going to have so many squaddies. I put 10 p.m. US time instead of 10 p.m. UK time for the show, but they're slowly coming in and I'm, they're having a go at me. So I'm sorry. I hold my hands up, but here we are. Uh, Matt, they should that... know better. So <laughs> they should know be better. <laughs> they should. I am at 10 o'clock. I'm in bed by 9 30. No chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolute classic. Let's get rid of this logo right here by Kev's head because he's he's rocking the swag today too. He looks very cool. As always, he looks very cool. Kev, he made changes. Kivior comes in. Jorginho comes in. Um, Trossard comes in. Happy birthday to the man. Oh, uh, yeah. Rocky yeah. Roll Castle's Rocky. birthday today. Rocky, Rocky. Happy yeah. birthday. Heavenly birthday to Rocky. I've got to say that. Um, and obviously, he's a brother who is no longer with us. He was such a special guy. And I just wanted to pay a little bit of homage to him, as, a, as we always do, Solf, on his birthday. So, yes, we do. And yeah. you you beat me to it because I was going to mention it at the end. But you know what? Super Kev has mentioned it at the top of the show we as it do should it be. Twice. It's all right. Yeah, it's yeah. all right. We, we could, could do, do it twice. twice. It's so nice. Rocky loved a birthday. He's fine. He don't mind having two birthdays. He don't day. mind he having two on the same <laughs> day. You're right. He'll <laughs> be looking down, smiling at us, saying, give me another birthday. Yeah, um, sure. Warren, you, you've given us a couple lovely Rocky anecdotes and stuff. Um, just also for you just a really special player and a special young young man, special man period, right? Yeah, any of the young Arsenal fans that don't 
know who Rocky is, should just go out and look. What a talented player. Uh, one for me is like Paul Day, like a wonderful fellow as well, like Kevin, like Wrighty, all of them on the field, great competitors. They want to win. They want to do the best, but off the field. And, you know, I, I lost a good friend of mine with Gary Speed in, in obviously different circumstances and they're young and, but I always cherish every moment. I'm sure Kev did with you know, all the, the good times they had, laughing and joking, and and it's no different. But Rocky was a, a top-class player, probably a little bit ahead of his time in the way he played the game, how uh, intelligent he was. He was in a good team, good people, you know, uh, Michael Thomas around them. That, that sort of generation that could do both sides. They could play in the 80s, 90s and 2000s, and they'd still be playing now. Uh, I don't know whether some of these players now could play in that time but you know it's it's so sad you know when they're so young but you know I think like Kevin you remember the good times uh, and that's what Rocky and Gary would have would have wanted you to do but yeah it's it's, it's obviously sad and we uh, it's great that Kevin and us I, I do it on social media when I see Wrighty and, and particularly Kevin that was very very close to him um, you know they've done a, a facility for him as well uh, with, with Ian Wright so yeah it, it, it keeps going on and people like that you should keep remembering because he was a wonderful person not just a footballer but a great fellow as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, well said, said Warren. Lovely. Well Beautifully said, put by Warren and Super Kev. And our love for Rocky will forever, ever live, especially on our show. Uh, right. Rocky, I think, would be proud of this Arsenal team this season, Super Kev. Uh, Mikel did make some changes. And I don't know about you, but I mean, talking to Cousin George, of course, who gets stuck in on WhatsApp during the matches, he puts his, you know, football manager hat on. Um, and he said, man, imagine how bad Kivio must be to come in for holding. I said, stop, give the guy a chance. But also I was with Warren in the green room just a second ago. And I was like, can we actually measure any player against this Chelsea team? Super Kev, you always say you can only play who's in front of you. What did you think? You can only play. And I think for Arsenal... Going about things the, in the right and proper way was going to be really important in this game. We know we've, we've, we've listen, we've wobbled and we've creaked and, and Manchester City beat us fairly and squarely, heavily up there. Uh, but for us, it's about getting back on the horse because you know what? So everybody has given up the ghost. It is not over yet. Until Manchester City win it, we, we still have to believe there might be a slip. And if there's a slip, we have to be ready for it. So, you know, this was a big game. This was another London derby, Sophie. It could have easily gone after the Lord Mayor's show. <laughs> easy Ozzy taking their time. No. we got to get down to business. We're on the front foot. And to be fair, 3-1 didn't reflect the game. We should have, we should have been at least 5-6. But we tend to take our foot off the gas a little bit, don't we? Don't understand can you, that. Can you ever, can you ever remember a Chelsea team as bad as that? I can't. I'm a big fan of Franks, and I like him as a person, and obviously he was a great player. But that is the worst Chelsea team performance in the first 45 minutes. First 45. Five. World Cup winners, international captains. It was dreadful. If it, if it was me, if I was a coach, I would have left them on. I said, get on with it. You suffer. Because the fellas behind you don't need to be humiliated. You've got to get on with that. They was, I mean, it was a little bit better in the second half, but they was awful. And I said to Sophie, it was probably exactly the game Arsenal needed. You know, you go into it, it's a big, like, London derby. Mm -hmm. You're thinking Chelsea are going to have a response. They'd love nothing better than beat Arsenal and totally knock them out the title race. 
Uh, and it's exactly what they need. I mean, the goals uh, was good. You're right, Kevin. It could have been five or six. I think it's exactly what the doctor ordered to get yeah. ready for the weekend and the and the running uh, as well. And you know, the little wobbles Arsenal have uh, have had. The Man City game. I was, my son's a big Arsenal fan as well. My eldest son. He said, like, hands up. They was far better than than Arsenal. We wasn't at the races. And as sometimes as a player, Kev, you can. That's all you can do. They was, they yeah. was better than you on the day. They was phenomenal. It might be the best thing for holding just to step out a little while because it was getting over. It was getting overwhelmed by it by the occasion. Do you, uh, Warren, can we just real quick on the holding thing? Because a lot of fans also felt Thomas Party rightly benched today. I thought very brave from Mikel Arteta, but I think the right game to do it in. A lot of the blame and Kevin stood up for holding, and I'd love the outsider insider perspective on this one. Because you're always very candid about us and sometimes we get stuck in our bubble. But in a couple of those games, some Arsenal fans felt like Thomas Partey put Gabriel and Holding in a bit of a, a pinch with, with how he wasn't his usual self in that midfield and his forceful self. Do you think it's been fair, the criticism as a player, and you look at kind of how we played with Holding in the side? I don't think anyone questions Arteta's changes tonight. And if they do, you know, I'm not sure why because we've needed it. Have do you think it's all it's been all on him though? No, no, I think there's no surprise. Both of them got left out today because you know, watching it uh, as I have done, part two, there's certain seasons and and Kevin would have been there, and I had it when I was running in '95, '96 that certain players lose a little bit of form and a little bit of confidence, and other top teams will exploit that. There's no surprise Harlan played on holding. For the game, he no point. He, he went every time I got the chance that Holden wanted to try and win the ball, be strong, and he'd span him, turn him, and and go behind. So, Kevin, no, the, the criticism that listen, Holden's probably tried his best, Partey's tried his best, but at the moment, that's not been at that level, and that's not through lack of trying or lack of effort or wanting to do well. It's the, it's the fact they're just having a, a bad time. I had one, I went to Highbury, righty nicked the ball off me. Sorry, Nigel Winterburn nicked the ball off me, went down the line, he whipped it in, right, he scored. We, we lost our record of, of not, not, not losing a game. KK. Is that the game here, Warren, where you and Wrighty were going at it? Is that the one? It might have been because I've done that about five <laughs> times. <laughs> five times with Wright. He did it every time I played against him. As much as I love him <laughs> off the field, he was a horrible little rascal. <laughs> little mouthy uh, kid. <laughs> yeah. But he, to be fair, Wright, he could back it up. You know, he'd yeah. just run in the top yeah. corner. Yeah. <laughs> so he didn't know. But you, I mean, yeah, it's not solely one player's fault. It's not solely one uh, area's fault. But just the pressure gets to people different, in different ways. And I think mm. with Holding, as much as I think he's a good player, it was. They've had a, such a good partnership. It's like if Botman and Shah lost their way and, um, you know, LaSalle would come in, it might be okay for two or three games, but then he may get caught out a little bit um, the higher you play and the higher level you go. But uh, I wouldn't solely put it on his fault. But, you know, fans are fans and they're going to go after someone. But Kev, I tell you, they normally go after someone if they're having a bad time. They don't just do it because they don't particularly like them. There's sometimes a reason. And, and as professional players, we have to... Uh, we have to take it on the chin and get on with it. It's not nice, but you just have to get on with it. Yeah. You know, um, Super Kev, one of the other things that's coming in, in terms of Partey being dropped, and I say dropped, I think they were dropped, and Holding being dropped, one of the players, and Gail, is highlighting what some of the fans think with Zinchenko. I actually thought Zinchenko was great in the first half, but again, in the second half, kind of fell off, 
Their goal, I felt, was more down the middle than on the left. You can talk to me about that. But some fans thought that Zinchenko deserved to be benched as well. You've been very vocal about the importance of him in this team. What was your sense on that particular side versus the other changes that Mikel had made? Do you think he deserved to be dropped to tonight? No. When you saw us first off, it didn't look like he deserved to be benched at all. I thought Zinchenko was very good in the first half. The, the, the problem Arsenal have is that they've never been the course and distance. Zinchenko has, but when you've got that Manchester City squad around you, it's easy because everybody knows the course and distance. So he hasn't got to worry too much about if they take their foot off the pedal a little bit. When Arsenal do it, errors start to creep into the game. And Warren will tell you, the Chelsea goal tonight is typical of Arsenal just be, just switching off, Chelsea are on the ball, and if there's no pressure on the ball, Warren, what do you do? You drop a little bit, don't you? You get to see yeah. everything. But what do we do? We wait, uh, Maduaki gets in, and, and he scores, and Zinchenko goes to sleep. So, uh, listen, for me, first half, I thought Arsenal was sensational. Zinchenko played a big part in that. <laughs> But we are not the same if he doesn't play. We're not. Kieran Tierney's a, a, a very good left back. Don't get it wrong. But the way Arsenal play and the way Arsenal build, Zinchenko plays a very important role moving into that midfield to make an overload. Yeah, I, Warren, I echo, what, Warren real, real quick, let me just throw this in and you can respond to Kevin because I want to add this to you. A lot of our fans think he's a midfielder, not a left back. And you've played in that wing back position. Talk us through it a little bit on your end. What do you think? Well, first of all, I think the goal's his fault. It's, it's a shame you can't put Tierney and him together because Tierney's a natural defender and he's more of an outside player to go for. But Kev's actually right. The way Arteta wants to do it, how Pep does it, with his fullbacks coming in and then going into that midfield area, Chemchenko does that excellent. And he's probably done it 95% of the game. And you could tell by his frustration what happened at Anfield and then what happened tonight. That's something that's got a... The penny's got a drop with him because it's, I was a fullback that wanted to go forward, wanted to go forward and... Again, as I said about the thing with Nigel Winterburn, I got caught out and and that happens in the game because you're forward thinking you want to go forward. But it is, you know, when you're playing against top class players, when people make that run inside you, you just drop off a yard or you just put your arm out in front so he runs into it and he can't get in that space. But you, you see it on the TV. He just got caught ball watching and it came in fine. Very much what Sterling did. You know, when Odegaard scored, yeah. he, he thought, yeah, I've got you, I've got you. And as you do that, you've already made the run. It's what Kev used to do, Ian Wright used to do. Wait for the defender to actually look open up and then everybody made their run and then before that it, it, it's too late so it's the fine margin but particularly the way Arteta plays he, he wants his fullbacks to go in there and obviously Jevchenko's won championships he's got experience he has a cool head he seems like he's well liked by the Man City players and I would imagine he's well liked as well um, so it suits the way Arteta and as I said for the majority of the time he's he's been great uh, and I think he's a good character uh, and he does that and Tierney's more of a a traditional wing back that just wants to go forward on the outside. And that's not what Arteta wants because you're running into Martinelli's space, you're running into people's areas. He doesn't want that. So, you know, uh, mm. it's that area. But I, I want to go like Arsenal. It's not the fact of being dropped and left out and you've been a disaster. It gets to, you know, the players, we're only human. It gets to the pressure. Sometimes come out for a game, go back in, it may recharge your batteries. And you want health, if you're going to be challenged, like Arsenal want to do and Newcastle want to challenge Man City, you've got to have a healthy squad. You've got to go through adversity as a player 
to know the next time what you're going to get through. It doesn't all of a sudden happen automatically. Otherwise, everyone would be winning, uh, which it, it doesn't. It doesn't happen. But as it seems to be vogue at the moment, you know, failure is the journey. Mm -hmm. Failure right. is the journey. <laughs> I'd rather not fucking foul and just win something, would you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, Ken. I don't want to go on this journey. I'm too old. Just let me. Oh, win something. Geez. <laughs> that's funny, Warren. <laughs> oh, I absolutely yeah. love it. I love oh, it. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this, right? Because as fans, I'm sitting there, and the first half, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm texting Kev Warren, and I'm like, let the floodgates open. Let's bang in six or seven. Of course, we know football doesn't work that way, but take me beyond the white lines as players. How is it we can put in such a dominant performance in the first half and then allow a team, even as bad as Chelsea, I think we weren't afraid in this second half, but we saw it against Southampton. We've seen it against West Ham. We saw it against Liverpool. How is it? Fans want to know, is that the manager telling them to take their foot off the gas? Or what is it that's happening in the second half? Kev, I'll start with you. What is it? Why? So... We started the second half fine. We started the second half fine. We didn't get the fourth goal. But when you're 3-0 up, it's, it's, a natural, it's a natural thing for the team to lack urgency. It's natural. Okay, you had a burst. You didn't get the fourth goal. But then you take your time and you keep the ball. That's what, the, that, that's what, you, that's what you know as players. Because... It's the onus is on the opposition to come and get the ball. So you want them to come out at you so you can play through them. And by taking your foot off the gas a little bit, by playing a little bit slower, the opposition can get back into the game. So, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. Listen, who would have thought, let's be honest, who would have thought on Sunday, Liverpool 3-0 up, and Spurs can pick Pepin back. <laughs> so it's not just Arsenal. It does happen. Newcastle were 3-1 up. Sorry, Man City were 3-1 up at Newcastle. Sorry, 1-0 up. Then they were 3-1 down. And then they come back. It happens because you know what? You think you're safe. You really think you're safe. And then all of a sudden, floodgates come. They start coming at you. Newcastle had a great attitude after going down. They push. But Chelsea haven't got it in themselves, unfortunately. Or should I say fortunately. They scored a goal, but I thought Arsenal saw it out pretty easy. I would have loved to get the fourth goal just to make sure, but we couldn't do that. Warren, I've been dying to talk to you about this a lot and we'll get stuck into some of the other players, but squaddies are with me here because they're like, when you get Warren on, you, we have to talk about this. Warren, you were part of the entertainers. And for anyone who hasn't listened to our episodes with Warren, he's beautifully, beautifully expressed the season with Kevin Keegan and the season where they should have won the Premier League and didn't. I couldn't think of a better person to talk to us right now in terms of our last few games. And then, like you guys, at times you were up and then you're finding yourselves, the, the Liverpool games... Some of the others too, Warren, where you knew you were good enough to win and somehow, how do you let teams get back in the game? What's your take on on that from your personal experience and then looking at this Mikel Arteta side as well? 
Isn't this an Arsenal podcast? I think if I wanted to reminisce about Newcastle, I'd go on. <laughs> no, it's here. It's the mental no, no, part no, of no, it. I, I know. Um, <laughs> you cracker. You cr- joking, yeah. cracking, cracking no, no. me up here. Just tell us, Warren, why have we failed so far at this part of the season? Because you guys did the same. Yeah, it was the unknown. We didn't have, you know, Kevin Keegan had won trophies at Liverpool. We'd never had, we had a conversation. We played, um, we played Man City away and drew 3-3. Tino got sent off at the end. And I, we had a meeting the next day and I said, you know, Gaffer, we don't always have to go out and try and win, win, win. He said, we're going to win it this way. You know, this is the way we're going to win it. It was never a fact. We played Man United at home. We absolutely battered them. Les Ferdinand hit the post. Michael was making save after save. Peter Beardsley had one cleared off the line. We come in at half time, and again, a manager of this generation might have said, you know, we ain't getting beat now. Whatever it is, like George Graham, maybe an Arsene Wenger, we ain't getting beat. Kevin went, we've shown him, go and beat him again. We got done with the sucker punch. We went forward, we got caught out of position. Canton scores 1 0. Canton our back post. Back post, and it, it changed everything. The momentum changed, and then momentum's a big thing. And every time now we went out, we felt like we was, like I said, we was like box office. So we was playing on a Sunday afternoon or on a, a Monday night, Monday night football. So Man United was playing Southampton, winning their game. We then had to sit back and go back and play the game. And then the, the pressure gets to you. Um, and like I said, we only had Peter Beardsley, and he wasn't a Tony Adams. He wasn't a Stuart Pearce. Peter Beardsley's a very quiet subdued guy he's not like a he leads by example he doesn't lead by flying around everywhere so you know a lot of it was inexperience a lot of it was momentum nerves if i'm being honest nerves got to some of us as well and Mm. i think it got to kevin with the rant about you know i would love it if we beat him and we just it's like anything the harder we tried the worse it got and we was trying even harder we was getting caught out of position we never really sat down and said right let's just take stock of what we got we're still six points clear we ain't getting beat by that lot. They've got to go here, there, and start thinking about it. But because of the the time of the the, the season, because of how Kevin was, and because of how the Newcastle fans were, they wanted us to go and play. They couldn't wait for the next game. You were just in a vicious circle. We went down to Upton Park, got beat, difficult. So they went and won a game at the Dell. Then we go and played up to Main Road, the old stadium. We're winning the game. Instead of shutting up shop, it was like, go and get another one. The fans were cheering. We got caught out of position. You know, and going back to what Kev was saying about today with Arsenal, you dominated the game. And even the fans, it was quiet for Arsenal fans. Like, they think, oh, job's done. It was quiet. Now, instead of, you don't realise as fans how much we need you as players. Because, you know, when it's going well, everybody's partying. You know, sometimes we need a lift and you're saying, well, you get paid £100,000 a week. You're supposed to run around. And But again, going back to what I said, you're a human being. So you need a lift. You think, job's done. I can't believe how bad they are. They get a, and they never really opened Arsenal up. It was a bad defending by Chevchenko, and they scored. They never really carved Arsenal apart and thought, oh, they're really on the back foot. And there was a little bit of nerves when the the goal went in, but that's because of the fans as well. You know that you want it so much, you want to you want it so much, and they got nervous. There was a few groans here and there, and that's that's the inexperience of of having that. When the Chelsea's was winning everything, you never really heard that. When United was winning everything, when you had the Invincibles, you never heard a moan or a groan if they conceded a goal. It was a roar because you was going to get back and win the game. So mm-hmm. I, I just think it's it's that type of... And because of Man City, like our mentor, because if it was anyone else except United and Fergie, we felt we had a chance. It's the same with Arsenal players now and Arteta. If, if it was Klopp or, you know, 
I, don't, I was going to say Chelsea, but they're fucking dreadful. But anyone else, <laughs> but because of Arteta and he knows them, he knows what they're like and they're just a machine and they, they know what they're doing. They're going to carve out, they're going to win the next game and they're going to say, pressure's on you, pressure's on you, pressure's on you. Hopefully for Arsenal, it, I'd love it if the Champions League takes its toll on City. Because for me, not a neutral, because I, you know I'm an Arsenal fan many, many years ago. My son is. I'd love Arsenal to win the Premier League, but I'd love City to win the Champions League. I think it'd be great for the because I love the Premier League. I think it'd be great for everybody and and for Newcastle to finish up in the the top you know top three, top four. But you know, Kev's absolutely right. It's you know you're playing against teams. You know, a World Cup winner, players that have played at high, they've got a bit of pride. Surely, you know, whatever Frank said, he probably didn't have to say anything because it was like that's fucking awful. You got to do yeah. better than that. Surely. Apparently, in his post-game show, he looks like he's uh, completely depleted and beaten. I tell you who wasn't depleted and beaten today, and we needed our senior players and our leaders to show up, Super Kev. I did try to say, um, you know, we've said all season, Martin Odegaard is special. Fans come down so hard on him when he doesn't have a sexy display. We talk about him working in the shadows. He worked in the shadows and he was front and centre And I said, the X's and O's shone today. These two in the first half, Kev, completely bossed it. I I thought Erdegaard was was, uh, sensational yet again. Um, God, what would we do without him, Soph? You know, a lot of people questioned the the captaincy. You know, although he's a quiet lad, he he leads by example. He grafts hard. He always tries. But those... Those two finishes and the way he made space. One was right. You know, Sterling for the second goal, especially Sterling saw him out the corner of his eye. He has a look and he can't even look back because all of a sudden other guards moved. He's gone and, and, and put the second one in. First one was a really good finish as well. When everybody's going in, he pulls out and uh, uh, was the, the keeper actually gets a hand to the first one. And it mm-hmm. still goes in off the bar. So we needed that. We need Jesus got his goal, which was fantastic. But I thought Erdegaard was superb all night. Xhaka, who I thought had a good game. But do you know what I'm seeing, So I'm seeing if against the better teams, we need a bit more speed in that position. Mm-hmm. Because that's the difference. The, you know, people who run from deep going in there, have to be able to commit somebody. Not, I'm not taking anything away from Xhaka because I thought Xhaka had a good game. But we, we look at the growth of our football club and our team. If we're looking at the growth, we need somebody as well, an alternative, who's got a bit of speed that can really make a difference offensively. Because Xhaka, quality player, but he's a bit one-paced. He's made that position his own, but when we look at us against Manchester City, the levels are different. So that's what we need players there who are going to really hurt them. When you get in that position, you've got to hurt them. Right. It'd be be a good test, Kev, for you, uh, for Arsenal's midfield play against Newcastle because they're athletic and strong. We're going to get to that, Kev. Hold uh, hold off on that, Warren, because we're going to get to that because I want to get your take on what Kev's saying here because I felt like 
Jorginho, which a lot of Arsenal fans maybe beforehand were like, no, Thomas Partey. But Thomas Partey has not been great in the last three or four games. Jorginho criticised, of course, because his lack of speed. I like the mind games that Mikel Arteta kind of threw him in against his old club here too. But there were times in the first half, and correct me if I'm wrong, Warren, Jorginho really moves the ball quickly. And I felt like we had a little bit more than we've missed. We've missed in the past few games where they're unafraid. And maybe it's because we don't like to be hunted. And now we're behind again with the underdog. And I think we thrive more on that. But I thought Jorginho coming in for Thomas Partey, who's been sensational this season, really moved the ball along beautifully in the first half, especially. He did, but Chelsea's midfield was awful. They couldn't get anywhere near See, this him. is the but thing. Like, Can you judge yeah, it? No, no. no. Uh, I'm just saying against more athletic... You know, they had a nice balance today. And sometimes, so as coaches, you play against who you're playing against. Mm. Now, I don't know whether Jorginho will play against, you know, Newcastle's midfield. He may think, I need someone a bit more athletic and powerful and party may come in. He's had a rest today. He's had a look at the game. He may have had a little knock or an injury. And they may throw him back in the game. But you're right, they had a good balance. You play like Kev, you said about Kev. You can only beat what was in front of you. Mm. And he did exactly that. He passed the ball quick. He moved it around. He had good... He's got great composure. You know, he's an international player. And he he let the other two go around and do what they... And he, he screened the two centre-half. So, that's great. That's fine. Because none of the Chelsea midfield players ever want to run in behind you. You know, they never really... That's not... They put Conte there, but... I'm still a little bit confused because I think he's one of the best number sixes that of his generation, where he's where he was playing his best football for France and Chelsea when they was doing well as a number six, sweeping up everything. Now all of a sudden he's a number eight and he's trying to get all over the field. And I don't think that's his game. He'd mm. do it because he's such a good good player and seems a nice kid. But if I was him, I'd say, listen, put me here and let the other fucking run around and, and do that. But Sophie, they did well. But Arsenal played very, very well in the first half. I thought the front line was good. Odegaard was sensational. They they did what they had to do against Chelsea. But again, it's a, it's another game against a, a different Newcastle team. You know, Newcastle are not going to allow them to... You've got, you've got pace, they've got size, they're a physical team. But they show what they did at the end. They break it up. If they start getting a little bit of joy, Arsenal... Newcastle players will break the game up. They totally. make it more of a street fight. So it's it's horses for courses. But listen, all good players done done their job, but they're not a Patrick Vieira where you think whatever system you play, he's going to dominate the game. And you know that's unfortunately for Arsenal players. That's your that's your benchmark. That's your type of player. But because Patrick would play, but it is it's moving the pieces around that they need. Super Kev, you and I had an exchange. You're always concerned about two lefties playing at centre-back together. Kivior comes in for holding. Um, and most Arsenal fans are impressed with what he's... Yeah, talk, talk, talk to me about it a little bit. And again... It's the first time I have seen two left-footed centre-halves play for Arsenal. Start. It's the first time I've seen it. So, again, Gabriel stayed on the left. Kivio was on the right. I thought Kivio done all right tonight, to be fair to him, considering it's his first start. I thought he'd done fine. Um, if you notice at the start of the game, Aubameyang tried to play on Kivio's side. <laughs> Aubameyang you know was what? playing? Sorry, I don't... No, did no, Aubameyang... no, but, but, <laughs> Sophie, this is the whole thing. That is not... Aubameyang that we know. No, I mean, he's, he's a broken. shell. He's a sh and it's sad to see he's a shell of a player. 
it's really sad to see that he's a shell of a player. What did he have? Five, six touches, and one of them was kickoff or something. It's madness. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's honestly it's madness. So again, I've no sympathy for him. I'm sorry, Kev. I don't. No, I know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to be sympathetic to him. I'm just saying about Kivior. The fact of the matter is, so if we were playing against probably a better side, they would have asked a lot more questions because of Kivior's positioning. Mm -hmm. But Chelsea couldn't exploit the fact that we had two lefties at the back. And Kivior ended up having a pretty decent game, to be fair to him. So, so you know, Kev, regardless of how he may have played well tonight against this Chelsea team, I just want to be sure you and Warren are standing behind Mikel Arteta that the team he chose against Manchester City was the right team. He shouldn't have started Kivior. He no. shouldn't have started Jorginho. He should. He he should. And he, and he, he right should team. have started Martinelli. He picked, he picked the right team. team. Are we all? Right are we all on that? Unless I had the if Partey was injured, but I understand why he played it, and I understand why he wanted someone to try and break up the midfield because you wasn't going to have a lot of possession of the ball. Juninho is one of them players. You, when you have possession, you want him to have the ball. So they probably thought, well, we're going to have to dig in. We're going to have to try and keep our shape. And unfortunately, it was all over in the first 15, 20 minutes. But I do. I think Arteta's made the right calls because there's a there's a logic thinking behind what he's trying to do. I don't think he's just think, well, I throw two left footers out there because I don't know what I'm doing. He's probably felt, you know what, the kid's good enough in training. Holden's, Holden's had a little bit of a dip and he's maybe lacking in confidence. This is a game we need to win. We're at home. I fancy my chances with him. I think you, know, you said it, playing against your old team, who's, who's put you on loan, he'll have a point to prove. Partey, if Partey had been playing well, Jorginho wouldn't have been getting in. That's quite simple. He didn't drop Shaka and put you know, two sixes and play there and maybe push Partey up a little bit. There was a reason behind what he did. Um, and it'll be mm -hmm. interesting what he does in the, in the in the next game going forward against Newcastle. So, yeah, two left-footers, ideally, you won't play next to, unless it's like a left-back and a, a centre-half, but playing next to each other. But it, I said to you, at the beginning, Kevin, it was exactly what the Arsenal players needed, exactly what Arteta needed. They did what they needed to do against Chelsea. They took the foot off the gas a little bit. It was a wake-up call for Chevchenko. That won't happen again. We'll have a conversation tomorrow at London Coney, and that ain't going to happen again. We're going to sort it out because we know if we do that against Newcastle in front of 52,000 Geordies, it's going to be a tougher game than what we've got at the moment. Okay, so let's swing to that game. But before we do, closing statements from Kev. Uh, Trossard, I thought, did great. I think he's been excellent. saved. Odegaard, of course, was fantastic. Man of the match, Odegaard. Um, um, you know, uh, and Jesus I wanted to put in well. Jesus for you yeah. as well, Super Kev. And well, Xhaka, of course, we mentioned. Xhaka was quality. Jorginho, hey, at the, at the base of that midfield, he'd done what he needed to do. Kept the team ticking over. I thought he was he was good as well. He was. But as Warren said, and I've said, and you've said, this Chelsea side are nothing what they used to be. Nothing Penny for his thoughts. Hey, listen, he came on, he, he, he showed a quick turn of foot down the left a couple of times, but... <laughs> I love to see... Sorry, listen... We've been there dartboard for years. Chelsea fans. I, I say, have... Don't feel sorry. Can I say? Don't feel Go sorry. Warren. Two footed. Studs up. Fra Frank, I love Frank. He's he's a lucky boy getting a job. Don't feel so sorry for that lot. They, 
They want a bammy. Yeah, they won't I hope they keep him. Oh, that was honest, a bit of I want them to keep him, mate. <laughs> you you well, know, that's, that's his club. That's his club. That's all I've got to say. It's, I've got to say, Newcastle, that's my club. I, get, I might get a job. <laughs> well look um chelsea fans have been throwing it at everyone and the, the 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 demise this season has been glorious especially for north for london clubs to be seeing it um no sympathy whatsoever here good luck rebuilding that club is completely broken just like ours was you have to gut it to go back up and they've got a lot of talent there but they've got no direction i think Arsenal removing some of the execs Huh? Arsenal's not Arsenal wasn't as bad as that. On the pitch, I think we were, but off the pitch, no. On the pitch, Warren, Lu- we've lost like Warren, eight two to Man United. Warren, we were bad. Trust me, we, we were, we've we been remember bad. Remember those days where who did we go to win to Liverpool? We got and the battered. game was over after twenty five minutes. Four Went nil. Stamford Bridge. The game was over. Six after nil. Tw- oh yeah, actually, you minutes. just reminded me. Yeah, no, you was crap. I, yeah, listen, I'm scarred <laughs> with those results. <laughs> I'm I've just looked it up. I couldn't realise how bad you was. Mind you, I can't say a lot with Newcastle, but yeah. Oh. All right, let's get crap. stuck in. Let's get stuck into the new journey our clubs are on because Arsenal 2.0 and Newcastle 2.0 have added a lot of flavour to the Premier League story this season. There is no doubt. Both clubs have hit heights that maybe they've done prematurely, perhaps a year ahead of time. Eddie Howe, for me, is no doubt one of the managers of the season. There's a few. I mean, you can look at what's happening at Bournemouth right now. What Gary O'Neill's doing is absolutely insane. Roy Hodgson saving Crystal Palace. But the last time we met Warren at the Emirates, there was a lot of argy-bargy, as we like to say. A lot of time-wasting from the Magpies. Dear Lord, has a team wasted more time than the Magpies did at the Emirates? Oh, look at him. He's stretchy. He's getting ready. Go on. He's getting Ooh. bigger, you know. Very <laughs> <laughs> retired. Yeah. Talking of time, I've got to get off. <laughs> it's a big one. Super Kev. I'm going to start with you. This is a huge, huge game for us. I mean, this is a massive test. It's going to be absolutely electric, to use a cliche, but we know what we're expecting. They did us last season. We owe them. We've paid back a lot of teams from last season. Can we repay Newcastle a little bit of a favour as well? Yeah, you can, 100%, but it's going to be a tough game. Let me tell you, Newcastle at home have shown that they are athletic, they are powerful, and if you give an inch, they're going to take a mile. I'm telling you, they're going to take a mile. And now they've found a way how to incorporate their forwards. They're two centre forwards. We've seen Isaac uh, and, and Wilson rotate, really, from the bench on. But now we've seen Isaac come on from the left-hand side, and he's a real live wire. He's got incredible ability to beat people and to, to, to not only take chances, but to set goals up. And Wilson's in a, in a great, great uh, vein of form. Newcastle midfield, it's going to be a midfield battle. I think the midfield is going to be really important. If Arsenal are not athletic and we're, we're laboured, we're getting beat. So I'm telling you, if we are laboured, we are getting beat because that is where Newcastle's strength really is. Gamarais, uh, Joel Linton, who I think has been incredible. Absolutely. I mean, what Eddie Howe's done with him, taking him into the midfield on that, 
I mean, but, but it's just Solf, been unbelievable this season. But Solf, not only that, he, he has to play. It's, it's all very yeah. well saying, you know, he's got to perform and he's been he's been performing box Facts. to box to box. He's he's been incredible. Um listen, and and Willock, one of our whole boys, Willock has done a great job in there. And, and Callum, Callum Wilson's found his form again, hasn't he, after you know, a little exactly. bit of disappointment post World Cup. So uh, again, Isaac and, and Wilson have been alternating most mm. of the time, but now you tend to find Wilson stays on and Isaac comes in and Isaac is operating from the left-hand side. The, the, the key to this is, is the matchup. So, whereas, you know, at the, at the Emirates, Newcastle kind of played, they doubled up on Sack and doubled up on Martinelli. Done a really good job at it, to be fair. We had a few chances that we didn't take and it petered out into a nil-nil. The key, again, is going to be our wide players. Saka has to have a right goal at Dan Burn, and whoever, whether it's Trossard or whoever, has got to have a goal at Kieran Trippier. Because if you let them advance, we are going to be penned in, especially at that Gallagher end where they suck the ball into that goal. <laughs> they really do. Yeah, they really do. So, I think we've got a tough day at the office, Solf. I do too, Kev. I completely agree. We have got a tough day at the office. Warren... Can you help us understand a little bit too? Newcastle away at the Emirates versus Newcastle at home. I mean, you guys are a very physical team. And I think that was the first time Arsenal were really bullied this season. And it felt like from that moment, Newcastle gave other teams a little bit of a blueprint on how to force us into playing a game that we don't like. And that happened to us a few times since then. Are we going yeah, to have more chances versus you at home? Is What's the difference going to be? Yeah, I think Newcastle are in a different phase of their season now and their development because at the beginning, if you remember, it was in that run, not conceding goals, being organised, disciplined. What Eddie and I, whoever, if, if Arsenal win the league, which as I said, I hope they do, Arteta get manager of the year. If, New, if Arsenal don't, I think Eddie will get manager of the year. What is how he's, so it's out of them too. I think they've been phenomenal. I think you're right. Brighton as well. I think they've been... Uh, wonderful. But these two coaches, what they've done to their teams, transformed us into one as a contender to try and win the Premier League and one as a contender to get into European football is brilliant. And both teams have an identity of how they play. But early on in the season, I think Newcastle was going through, we're not going to get beat, we're going to grind out results. In recent weeks, you know, you look at the, the, the Tottenham game where 5-0 in 21 minutes, Oof. which I think I think we all loved. And it was like, it could have been seven <laughs> or eight. It was in it was embarrassing. And then they, you know, off the back of that, they've gone down to West Ham, won that game, going down to, uh, you know, playing Southampton after conceding the goal, coming back. And, you know, like Kevin said, he's he's got horses for courses now. If one's doing well for the first half, Wilson's got a record against West Ham. Throw him on, he gets two goals and then we'll swap it round. Yeah, OK, we'll start with one player. He's got some good goals. He scored against Spurs because of their lack of pace in the middle with uh, Dyer. We're going to exploit that, swap that round. Wilson, you come on at halftime against Southampton. And it's just working for Eddie at the moment. Whatever he's doing, it's working. I think the biggest thing is going to be Odegaard and um, and Bruno in midfield, Grimmarish, because mm. Bruno makes everything tick for Newcastle. But he's also got to be aware with Odegaard where he is. And if, Odegaard, if Newcastle start dictating, Odegaard's got to come deeper and, and match himself up a little bit. So that's going to be uh, an area as well. What will happen at St. James's Park 
Newcastle will start on the front foot. They're going to put your back line under pressure. You said if it's a two centre half, if it's a rod holding, they're going to put them under pressure. They're going to put balls down the side. They're going to put them around the corner. And the, the 52,000 or 52, uh, whatever it is, 51,000 Geordies, because there'd be a, about 1,000 Gooners at the top, um, they're going to put you under pressure. And Tripper will push forward as much as maybe Martinelli's great going that way. Tripper's going to say, well, I'm going to keep going that way. Saka mm-hmm. is the one. But he looks a bit tired today. And maybe bringing him off is, is something. You know, again, he's only human. He's only a young player as well a lot of pressure on his shoulders but it's i mean it's interesting kev when you say i, I think arguably i think st james's park for wave players is one of the best atmospheres to play in with the roar yeah. and the the intensity of the game it's just you can feel it's a big game you know when you go to old trafford when i used to go to highbury and that you can just sense their big games and when newcastle when whether it was everton with kev or whoever coming up there you you would enjoy it kev wouldn't you because it's a yeah. special special great, atmosphere great, the great place to play yeah yeah and play against. So that, that the, the Arsenal players are going to be looking for it. And Arsenal want to keep hold of the ball. And Arteta will say, as much as physical, the ball doesn't know how big they are, just keep passing it. Is if that physical side, Newcastle, overrun it and overpower them. It's how they how they handle that. But it's going to be, Arsenal won't sit back. Sorry, Newcastle won't sit back and try and drain the game out. Not in the first 15, 20 minutes they won't do. They're going to put them under pressure. And test Arsenal's character, you know, in a different way. You know, mentally, physically. They're just going to keep chipping away and see if anyone breaks. And if no one breaks, then Arsenal's football might start coming through. But, you know, Newcastle's back line is good. It's going to be a hell of a game. You know, I think it's two really, really well-coached teams, two really good managers. Arteta lost his rag in that game um, and was out of control a, a little bit. And I know we love passion. But I said to you, Kev, as well, you know, is he Kev Arsenal liked manager? what he did in that game. Kev thought that yeah. at home to be the boss on the sideline and kind of go at it like that. Away from home at Liverpool on the sideline, maybe he'll advise, but if no, I just thought he, the way he was, and Kev's right, you know, you want to see your manager, but I also love the way Eddie told him to ref off. Exactly, yeah, I don't mind, you know, he's, he's you can back do your team, wave, yeah, back your yeah team, you wave yeah. your hands and you scream and shout and you get in someone's face, but you know, it's terrible. Okay, it's, so it's let's ask this question because Super Kev without Gabby. Gab six. Oof. We better pray that he's okay, right? Oh, listen. We gotta patch him up. <laughs> where's Tony? Where, where's Tony Adams at the moment? Is he? Oh no, <laughs> we've got to patch we've got to patch him up because he he is he's the leader back there. So he is the the tough one who you can say, All right, Callum Wilson, I could have it with you. Isaac, I could have it with you. I don't fancy. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't fancy Ta- holding. Time out. Time out. Kev. Kev. Come on. Would you rather play? Could you play against Gabriel? What would you do to Gabriel? Kev. Be honest now. Be honest, no, and no, I know no, what you're I'm, like. What I'm if saying tough, is, Warren. If he's tough. No, hold no, on. Let I'm Kev finish. Is, Warren. What I'm saying is, Warren, you need someone who is going to battle you. As a striker, of course you're going to you're going to get into him. But you need somebody who's going to be up for the battle. And Gabriel is up for the battle. And if if he's not there, oh my God, Callum Wilson is going to be rubbing <laughs> his hands, holding and Kivior. I don't no, you got, no. against Callum no, you Wilson. got to put Ben That's White. Point. you got That's to find. Point. Yeah, go on, Warren. If, if it was Kev and Ian Wright, 
Gabriel and Holden, what would you and Wrighty say to each other as you're walking on the pitch? <laughs> Be honest. No, the laugh says it all. The laugh says it all. What would we say? We'd say it's, it's, hey, it's going to be a good day. <laughs> He'd always say that. Even if it's he was facing Maldini and Baresi, he would say it's a good day, it's this one. It's going to be a good day. So, so, so. Be, no, if it was Baresi, be honest, we all love Kev. Maldini and Baresi, yeah. But if no, it, we if Kev was we, listen, we've done that. And we played them at, at, at Ivory. And you know what we said? It's going to be a tough day. <laughs> but we, we thought it'd be that. a tough day for them. Bloody hell, it was a tough day for me and Ray. Jesus, yeah. Let's not talk about that, Kev. I shouldn't have brought that up. I should. The worst two examples I could have given, Maldini no, but, and Baresi. But, but, but the point is this, Self. You've got to be able to trust your centre-half because there's, there's a physicality aspect that comes with Newcastle. And Gabriel, physical, yeah, he's your most Gabriel is player. our most physical centre half, and, that's and we problem. need to patch him up, put him in the, <laughs> dunk him in the ice bath, get him ready because he's coming. Kev, do you remember those mats that the Sun did for, before the World Cup and the Euros when Rooney or Beckham were injured? Like, put your hands on the mat and pray oh, that they're fit. I remember. Oh my god, <laughs> that's what we need. I mean, that's yep. that would be a heartbreaker for sure. But in that instance. Benjamin White has to come in at centre-back, doesn't he? Zinchenko has to go to like a right-back and Tierney would play left-back. I'm I'm sure the manager would... I don't would... think so. No? Dear Lord, Kev. Come on. No. There's no... Okay, let's not talk about that. Gabriel's going to be just fine. Everything's... We've got, what, five days left here? Five days left. Um <laughs> Is, is the transfer window his lips. Look, he's licking his <laughs> lipstick. Nah. Is, it, is the transfer Listen. window open? Can you get someone? No. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Newcastle United are due a little bit of a humbling, aren't they? Warren, aren't you due a little bit of a humbling here, maybe? And we're due some type yeah, of yeah, away yeah. performance against you. I mean... Aston Villa. We had that wake-up call there. We got smashed 3-0 and it could have been 5 or 6. So we've had yeah. that. <laughs> We've had that. We've dusted ourselves down and we beat the Spurs 6-1 and we went and beat the others 5-0 or whatever it was. I can't, I'm running out of fingers. I can't keep counting oh, yeah, what sure. it was. All right, yeah, jokes Everton. aside, Everton, Mr. Barton. One, you're all right. Right. Oh, oh, keep it quiet, Barton. Jokes aside, <laughs> as the quarterback Easy. in the game would do at home like this I'm to the crowd, just simmer down, simmer down. <laughs> Mr. Barton, if you were to pick a huge concern, a weakness in your team that we can attack like a Florida alligator, what would it be? Where's the vulnerability, honestly, in this Newcastle team that we can exploit that concerns you the most? It doesn't concern me, but Dan Burns is a, is a centre-half playing left-back and he's done a great job. That would only be him and Shaka. That, that, um, that would be my concern with him because I thought uh, uh, Arsenal, the first 45 minutes, he struggled, the big man, against him. So... That would be my only concern, but I'm a big fan of, of Dan Byrne. So, yeah, but my concern for us is overly optimistic about the other the other lot, the two centre-halves. So, <laughs> I'm thinking... Look, well, look at him, he's <laughs> licking his lips, this guy. Look. Listen, look, I mean, look, because we nullify that and go <gasps> down the middle, we've got every chance. But I thought I just saw that it was his hamstring, but someone's saying if it was. No, listen, Warren, you're getting a bit too ahead of yourself here, I think. You know, that time I've had 14 years of misery. 14 <laughs> years of misery. So, of course, I'm going to enjoy it. All right for you, you, Dave. You, you. 
Let's talk about the two managers because really you mentioned it just loosely and you said if we win the title, Mikel Arteta deserves you know to win it, and if uh, Eddie, if we don't, Eddie has done a great job. I almost look at you know the pathetic situation at Tottenham and think, wow, they missed a trick not hiring Eddie Howe, a guy who's kind of built your club back up, same way Mikel Arteta has. Uh, the two of them, I think, have a lot of respect in the league and among players and managers as well. Going into this, who has more to gain and lose? Super Kev, who has more to gain and lose in this match? I feel like all the pressure is on Mikel Arteta to deliver at Newcastle. More to gain. I, I think um, I think Arsenal have more to gain, obviously, to win because you've got to keep the pressure on to, to Manchester City. But that's not going to diminish what Newcastle want to do. Newcastle want to finish in the Champions League spots. Both of these clubs have, as you said, probably a year ahead of schedule right now. And for Newcastle to finish in the, in the Champions League spot, you know, listen, they've got deep pockets. They've got the deepest pockets. So they're going to go into the market because then the expectation comes. So... Exactly. Look at Warren. Look, look at him. Look, giving it all that. Look. Um, but... Oh, just uh, see fold under Chelsea, Warren. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about. It. But but so we've got more to lose. Yeah, we, we do. have got more to lose because we are in a title running. We, we we don't like the position we're in now because we like it. We've gone back to the top. Obviously, City play. We're hoping for a little bit of snookers. Of course, but do you know what, Sophie? We need them three points. If if Manchester City ever mess up, we have to be able to pounce. We've got tough games, mm. so we've got a goal to to Newcastle. We've got a goal there to win. No messing around. They're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna mess up. I said on the show that I can't see them losing another game this season. Our time, we blew it against West Ham, Southampton, Everton away. You know, PGMOL owe us, uh, uh, you know, Seafold under all their apologies. Um, let's get your predictions before we get some final statements on the season and how you guys think it's going to end. I'll start with Warren. Um, of course, you're going to back your uh, ex-team. What do you What do you fancy? What's the score going to be? I've gone for 2-1 to the tune. I think Arsenal will score, but I think it's going to be a great game. I think it will be a really good game, a proper game of, of football, two good coaches, two players groups of players that are playing well. You know, if Arsenal do win that game, it is a statement win because Newcastle are flying higher. They're doing great. It could be the little doubt that gets into Man City's mind. I doubt it because I just, you know, they're, they're so experienced. They're so good. They're peaking at the right time. And, you know, with the, the fella up front now, they've got they've got it all. You know, they've got the player, that, the number nine. They've got every everything going for him. But, yeah, I'm going for 2-1. To, to Newcastle. I think they start the game off well, Newcastle. But it's going to be a hell of a game. I'm looking forward to it. Super, super Kev, you look like you're ready to go into battle. You actually look like you're ready to start up front. Uh, yeah. You and Warren are ready to go. He can start at the back. He can start I think, the listen, I think there's going to be goals in this game. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be 3-2 to the Gunners. I think it's going to... And listen, if Newcastle won it 3-2, it wouldn't surprise me, but I'm going for 3-2 to Arsenal because I think these are two quite evenly matched teams right now considering the position in the table. It's going to be a hell of a game. It's up at Newcastle, so they're going to have a little bit of the upper hand. But 
I think Arsenal, especially after what happened last season, Mikel Arteta's got to use that the way Newcastle battered us up there last season. I like this it. This can't happen again. I like it. All right, let's get down to the big question of all. We'll start with Warren. Have we, Warren, this whole idea of bottling and choking, we've had this conversation on this show. When you come up against Manchester City, it's one thing, kind of drawing some of the games we have. It's been an amazing season for Arsenal. And for most of us fans, we love the journey that we've been on. But of course, we want to win the big one. Can you see Manchester City screwing up at this point? I'm always going with my heart. I've got a few Arsenal fans that work with me at Fox. And I'd love, as I said at the beginning, I'd love Arsenal to win it. I just can't see City slipping up. I just, I can't see them doing it. As I said, the only saving might be the Champions League, but it, it might be all over by then, you know, with, with their games in hand. You know, it'll be a big game tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, I'd love, I'd love Arsenal to do it. But I, I just, I just feel, and I hate the word choking and, and you know, because it's part of it. I've, come second twice in the Premier League and um, it's it's hard to win. It's hard to win it. It's the most difficult league in the world because it tests you in every single way, not only football-wise, tactic-wise, mental-wise. It just, it, it's draining. It's draining. It, it's, it's it's tough to do. Um, and that's why champions are champions and, and runners-up are runners-up. It is what it is. But I don't think Arsenal would sit back and say it's a failure. I think this season has been a success. I just think for Arsenal's point of view, you know, you think Liverpool are going to get their act together. You know, you think a lockdown North London, they might start getting their act together. I always think when the moment's there to try and win it, it's, this is the time. You know, this is when they've got to try and win it. And the same thing for Newcastle, you know, to get in the Champions League now, don't try and think, well, I'll do it next year. It won't be easy next year. It's going to be even harder. So you're better off for both clubs is to try and do it now. But Warren, what but do I... you say to the people that told us last year that finishing, not finishing fourth, we're out. I mean, we've got no chance because next year Chelsea are going to be better, Liverpool are going to be better, Manchester United are going to be better. I feel like that argument is a little bit lazy because here we are, you know, fighting for the title. Who'd have thought Newcastle would be here? Yeah, it's yeah. Brighton. Yeah, I mean, I, I won't call me lazy but you're right it maybe is a flip not you lazy up. then that, no, no, that no, narrative that people have put out there is lazy, lazy. bun <laughs> <laughs> oh you can go <laughs> at our center backs can you but we yeah. <laughs> but I, I just yeah i mean maybe you're maybe history shows you're right but i just think there will be a response from liverpool the money that the premier league got brighton look good it's just there's going to be tougher games west ham will probably get their act together because they've got some good players depending what happens with declan rice it's just going to be tougher. There's, there's no easy games going along. But, you're, you know, I just think at the moment, you know, arguably the big five that they used to call, three of them have had, you know, they're not having a good season. So I think they will come back again next season. So that's my lazy answer, if you like. <laughs> oh, he's not going to let me forget that one now, is he? Oh, man. Um, it's in the super... book. It's in the book, Kev. <laughs> love it. Love it. Like, I'm just going to give you a yellow card anyway, because I've always wanted to do that. That's for you going at Gabrielle and thinking that anyone could score past him. There you go. Warren Barton, yellow card for you. You're first on the Highbury squad. You okay. see that? Cloughed his chest there. It's... Look at you twist it round. It was a fact, Kev, that I said, if he's, if he's your tough man and leader, you're in a bit of trouble. That's all because... Uh... Yeah. Anyway, I'm digging can a game. I'm digging a Can hoeing. I just put this up too? I forgot to mention we're the only team in the five major leagues in Europe that have four players who have scored ten goals or more. Double figures. Yeah. I forgot to put yeah. that up. Kev, do we still have a shot? Of course we do. Of course we do. Look, here's one thing I could tell you. Do I expect Manchester City to mess up? No. Of course I don't. But we have seen in the past 
crazy results. We have seen it happen. Whether, whether it's Man City, I mean, what was it? Last season, last game of the season, Manchester City were two down against Villa at home. Came back to win 3-2. So I, I know they ended up winning the game, but funny things that football... A wise man once said, football's a funny old game, right? The, the <laughs> we key love that for wise Arsenal, man. Sophie, the key for us is we have to take care of our business. That's the key. If Manchester City win out and win the title, good luck to them. But the way we finish is going to be really important for us. As fans as well, it's really important. This game today, as Warren said, is a very important game for us. We haven't lost the London derby. We've, what is it? We've won, what is it? 10 and drawn mm -hmm. two 10. or something like that. We haven't like lost, that. yep. Uh -huh. it's, it, that, it's that's an amazing record. Yeah. But the players have to believe something could happen. And if it doesn't happen, at least we finish strong. Finish strong and anything yeah. could happen. That's what we've got to hope. We're in hope, we're in hope land now. Who thought Buster Douglas was going to F up Mike Tyson? No one saw that coming. I had to go really far back for that one. It's the first thing that came into my mind, boys. <laughs> yeah, but then the next, uh, next round, he knocked him out. <laughs> Mike Tyson knocked him out. <laughs> Wait, didn't Buster Douglas beat Mike Tyson first? Yeah, yeah. Buster Douglas yeah. knocked Tyson that out. Then yeah, he stopped yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but big big things can happen. It's sometimes it's in the lap of the gods or in the lap of VAR. People, let me tell you. <laughs> well, I tell you, maybe we could ask Rocky to do us a favor up there. You know, when we talk about all the gods and the angels up there looking over um, Arsenal and all of us, I had to put this up. Um, this is my favorite picture. It's David Rocastle's birthday today. Kev knows how much I love this picture. I mean, look at these boys. It's uh, the South London Massive right South here. Gunas, Warren yeah. knows what that's about as well. Um, had to throw that up there. His face here is just great. I mean, just <laughs> wonderful. Uh, um, so many great memories, Kev. Bless him. Love him. Love this man so much, man. Awesome stuff. Listen, this has been a phenomenal show. We gave you two for the price of one. All right. It was your happy meal tonight, your football happy meal. Warren Barton has missed out on the Premier League, fought, loved wearing his Newcastle <laughs> shirt, fought for the badge, part of the crazy gang as well, um, has given us a lot of football memories and we love that he comes on the show and we could talk about anything and everything with him. And of course, Super Kev, Super Kevin Campbell, the Arsenal legend and icon, saved West Brom from relegation, saved Everton from relegation, won a lot of stuff with Arsenal as well. I mean, what a treat for you guys this evening to have these two Great wonderful... Time players come in the show and talk to us right after the game doesn't end there let me tell you something a newsflash here on the Highbury squad a brand new show coming to you every Thursdays with Mr Kyle Campbell that's right a different KC Kyle's going to be joining me every Thursday for a generic Premier League show where we'll talk a little bit about everything. Listen, I had enough of him last week coming on talking about Man City, but somehow the listeners Crowing. loved him, so he's Crowing, coming back. wasn't he? That little, Gosh. That, well, that, that, that was that brutal. Big, that big boy. He's a big, <laughs> the big kid. <laughs> this is what I love about you too, though. You've got your boys playing now, and 
you know, I mean, my my cousin George's son just got called up to play rugby for Cyprus, and he's so ecstatic. Fantastic. Like his, his boy can't play for England, but he's going to play for Cyprus. It's quite amazing. And to Brilliant. see your boys doing what you're doing now as well, Warren and Kevin, I mean, it's just a beautiful thing, isn't it? You know, it is. What, it makes you feel makes you feel old, but yeah, it's a great thing. It is. <laughs> you know, listen, and and growing up, you 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 saw the football dads, didn't you? You 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 saw the dads going to watch the kids, and that's been us as as a, coming up. When you have children, that's been up, and now they're old enough, and we're doing media and all this kind of thing. Warren's coaching and doing media and stuff. And then you see them enjoying their football. That's all I could ask. So I'm sure Warren will say his bit, but that's all I could ask that they enjoy it. Same for you, Warren. Yeah, no, it is. I've, you know, same as Kev preached to my kids, just the best sport, go and enjoy it. It it goes so quick, you know, give everything to the game and it'll give you so much more back. And that's, that's how you got to go out and enjoy it. So yeah, I'm proud of all of it. You know, see Andy Cole with his son playing well and, Rob Lee, Lee's son that was with uh, Wrexham scored Wexham the winning guard. Yeah. So Wrexham, it, it, it's, great, it's great to say. You know what we might have to do? We might have to do like X players 11. Get the kids, kids against <laughs> the dads. <laughs> against the dads. We'll, we'll do it. We can, we'll, we'll do it for uh, Bobby Moore cancer or something. We'll get uh, out there. Totally. We'll the, 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 the dads against the, the – like they do at school. We'll have the dads against the kids. Our very own Highbury Squad Sports Day and we'll raise some money for charity as well. But let me tell you something, having sat in my living room with my dad and been at games watching you two play, it's an absolute honour to moderate a conversation with you two. I think you both know how much I love you and I really respect and appreciate you coming on the show. Question for you two. Question for you two. Who's going to win, Lakers or the uh, uh, Warriors? I, I, I think that, I don't know, there's something about the Lakers that's gone a little bit scary for gelled, other fans. They? They've gelled mm-hmm. a bit. Yeah. I'm going with the king. LeBron. <laughs> LeBron. 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 I tell you who's quietly doing their business is Stan Kroenke and Josh Kroenke's Denver Nuggets. No one's really talking about them. They've gone 2-0 up against the Suns. Yeah, um, but that's, that's at home. Your whole serve. Yeah. So well, Jimmy Butler it, yeah. might. Jimmy Butler's on fire, Kev. Yeah, in Miami. Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Buckets, yeah. I've got it all, Kev, you know? I know. I've even got the handshake. (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy Buckets. (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy Buckets. I thought it was a tic-tac. I thought it was a tic-tac. No, I mean, it is. It is, mate. <laughs> Four to one oh, and six yeah. to two on, mate. Oh, oh man, we okay. love it. A big shout out to our friend Clive from Arsenal Vision, who's obsessed with the Lakers. So I think he's he's just as into the Lakers winning the NBA as he is Arsenal uh, winning tonight, the Premier League. Totally. All right, Kev, why don't you take us out? Um, I'll see you Thursday with Kyle, everyone. And uh, Super Kev's going to take us out. Warren. Thank you. Listen, squaddies, thank this man down here. Warren Barton for joining us yet again. <laughs> Bigging his chest up everywhere he goes. <laughs> we know we love it. Hostess with the mostest, as always, Sophie. Listen, what an, another great show. Everybody, we love you. Thanks for joining us. And up the Arsenal. Come on, you know we can do it. But we need a little help. At ease, squaddies. At ease. Oh, oh. Just like holding, I wasn't ready. Mind the gap between the train and the platform.
please stand clear of the discussion doors. The next stop is Highbury Squad.